Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Grab a seat. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just want to uh, minister, amen. A couple of weeks ago, amen, I was, uh, like I said, in a couple of weeks, we'll be wrapping up the WOW Conference, amen, and we got some guests coming in, friends coming in, into our house, amen, other churches coming in, and so we're going to have a great, great time as it's been for the prior years, and it's just going to get gooder and gooder, amen. Can somebody say amen? So just come excited, invite somebody, come on, just invite, tell somebody, invite somebody. And look at somebody else and say, you never bring nobody. <laughs> but bring somebody, amen. Invite a co-worker, a friend, amen. And we're just going to have a great time. And hopefully some, some, uh, some backsliders come in the house, amen. And so we just want to pray. Not only are we having a conference, but we want to pray for salvation, amen. And we want to pray for souls that get touched, amen. So uh, a, couple, uh, a couple of weeks from now, that's what will be happening, amen. We'll be crossing over from one side of the Jordan to the other side, amen. And God is right now working on each of us, amen. Somebody say me. Come on. And as we were making the necessary preparations, amen, to cross over, but as we make that preparation, as we start to look within ourselves at what needs to be done, how many know that the devil's prowling? Come on. Come on, it's, it's evident right now what you see here. It can come through sickness. It can come through different forms, amen. And so the enemy knows that a, car, a crossover is taking place. The enemy knows that something is about to happen in this house. Something is about to happen in your life, amen. And so the preparation, as God has been saying over this entire year, prepare, 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 But through that preparation, amen, as we start to do what is right and what we need to do, the enemy's out there to distract you. Come on, how many have been distracted this year? Come on, it's all right to say, come on, wave your hand. Some of you guys are distracted right now. Some of you guys are going through a season that you didn't want to go through. You didn't have to go through there, but the enemy distracted you, and you are in that season now. And the thing is to get back on track. God is telling us, make the necessary preparations for this crossover, because if you don't, you're staying on the other side of the Jordan. It's that simple. God prepares, God speaks, God speaks, and you have to listen. But as you listen, you have to obey. If you don't obey, you stay. You're going to stay on the other side. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to say that is the word of God. And and God says, "I, I gave you time. I gave you time. I have spoken and you have not listened. So you will stay where you're going to stay at. God wants us to cross over, so preparations need to be done, but it's not too late. Tell your neighbor, it's not too late. Come on, it is not too late to start to listen to the voice of God and make the necessary preparation because the enemy, like I said, is prowling, he's seeking, he is throwing things at you. Come on, somebody. The devil is kicking up some dirt. Come on, if you walked in a little dirty today, it's because he's throwing dirt at you. Amen, hallelujah. Come on, anyone going through some things in this place? Come on, let's be honest, amen. We're going through a season because, let me tell you, the enemy knows what God wants to give you. And so we're having conflicts. We're having battles. There are storms that are going on, amen. Somebody say, oh my. Oh my. First Peter chapter 4, verse 12 says, dear friends. Come on, God is calling you friends. God is speaking to the church here, amen. And he's saying, you know, dear friends, don't. Be astonished at the trial by, by fire occurring among you as something strange were happening to you. First, uh, James chapter one, two, and four says, my friends, uh, here, here's Peter's calling you friend. Uh, James is calling you friend. Amen. He, he's, he's, he, when he's calling you friend, he's trying to get your attention. He's trying to say, hey, I want you to listen up. Come on, come on, I want you to listen up, my friends. Amen, something's happening. So I don't want you to think it's strange if you're going through a season. But here he says, my friends, um, be glad. Somebody say, I'm glad. Be glad even when you have a lot of trouble. 
<laughs> Who's glad in trouble? Come on. But here James is saying, you know what? When you're going through a season, you're having some trouble. I want you to be glad. You know you have learned to endure by having your faith tested. Come on, when we go through seasons, how many know that we got to get tested? Come on, are you in it only for the good times? Are you going to hang in through the bad times? Come on, he's saying here, uh, you know what? Be glad even when you have a lot of trouble. You know you learn to endure by having your faith tested. You must learn to endure everything. Somebody say everything. Come on, it's not just the easy seasons. It's just not the easy trials. You're going to have to endure the heavy ones. You must learn to endure everything so that you, somebody say I, that you will be complete, mature, and not lacking anything. Peter and James here are calling to friendship. And he says, man, I want you guys to listen. You're going to go through some storms, but don't think it's strange, amen. But you're going to have to learn through the seasons. You're going to have to go through some storms in your own home, in your own marriages, finances, all that stuff, because you have to endure everything. You have to learn to endure through everything in order for you to be complete, in order for you to be mature. Come on, somebody. And that you will not lack anything. That's how good God is. That's what God wants to do inside of us. Can somebody say amen? God is working on you. God is working on me in order for us, say us, for us to cross over. Joshua led Israel to cross over as a church. Come on, my wife and I are here to lead you so that you can cross over and we can cross over as a church. And today I want to minister on crossing together. We got to do it together, guys. Come on, we, we have to do it together. We have to come together. Somebody say together. As I wrapped up the series of love last week, uh, that God, it says that we need to love God, we need to love each other, and we must become one. Now we must become one, church. We need fellowship. Come on, somebody. We need discipleship. Come on, we're not just coming in and, and Pastor Vic is not just coming in on 6.30 tomorrow just to hang out. No, we need fellowship. We need discipleship. You need discipleship. Come on, if you're a man of God here and you say, man, I'm going through storms and battle, then come to go, men. Hallelujah. And stop complaining and do something for you. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to come. Amen. And have go, men. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you got to understand that we need to be servants. We need discipleship. We need servants that will rise up. Come on, somebody. And come together and be Become a strong body of believers, amen. And when we do, amen, then, say, then, then we will cross over as a church. I want you to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 42 to 44. And it says here that they, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles in all the believers. Somebody say all. Say all believers. All believers were together and had everything in common. 3,000. Somebody say 3,000. 3,000 souls were added on the day of Pentecost, amen, and they were baptized. They devoted themselves, it says here in the scripture, they devoted themselves to the church, they devoted themselves to each other, and a crossover took place in their lives. When they started to come and devotion was part of their walk with God, as they started to hear and believe and receive and repent and get saved and get baptized, they automatically devoted themselves to the church and to one another. And so during that time, there was a transition, a crossover took place. 
This is what is needed, church, for us today. We need to strive for this. We need people that will devote themselves to the church. Devote themselves to each other. Devote themselves to fellowship. Devote themselves to the servanthood. Devote themselves to discipleship. Are you listening, church? Come on, coming together during our services. Uh, come on, we need to learn to come together, amen. Not just on Sundays, but you Sunday people got to come on Wednesdays. Come on, somebody. Come on, it's just not a Sunday thing. You want to cross over, and yet you don't want to come on Wednesdays. There is something wrong, amen, that for as a church, if you want to cross over, that you're not fully devoting yourself to the church. Are you hearing me? Come on, it's coming together. It's praying on the first Saturday of each month, amen. It's praying together on Sunday morning during war room prayer, amen. It's plugging into our women and our men's gathering and Bible studies that we may have. It's serving in the house of God, amen, and being part of the church. God is looking for devotion. Can somebody say amen? Come on, he's looking for devotion. See, we all want to cross over. Who wants to cross over here? Come on, all of us, we we say that and say, man, I want to cross over. I I want to leave what's behind. I, I want to repent from my ways, God. I want to walk into the blessings of God. And we all want to cross over because we all want breakthroughs. We all want revival. We all want family to get saved, right? Come on, we want you. How many want their marriages blessed in this place? I mean, how many want finances blessed in this place? How many want to see your your lost loved ones get saved? Come on, somebody wave at me, amen, if I'm talking to anybody. We we want that inside our lives, amen, and we're looking for these things, amen, blessings and everything. But no one, listen, no one wants to devote themselves. Hello. I'll take the blessings, devotion, no, no. I'll come on Sundays, but oh, Wednesdays caught me out. Been a long day. I work hard. Everyone works hard, church. I've been saved for 29 years, going on 30 years, and I've been in every service unless I was sick, amen. Because why? My devotion is to the church. My devotion is to God, amen. He saved me, amen, and took me out of the pit of hell, amen. I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Hello? We have half-hearted devotion people, but they want full-time blessings. It's the truth. Come on, we're going through struggles. We're going through battles, amen. Yet you're not devoting yourself to the church. You're not devoting yourself to the Lord. Yet you want change in your life. Yet you want blessings in your life. Amen. You want to, you want to, you want all that God has for you. We stand up and we want crossover in our life. Amen. But no one wants to devote themselves. You see, in the book of Acts, there's a model of what the church is supposed to look like. In the book of Acts, they say they were devoted. Come on. Can you honestly say, without saying it out loud here, are you truly devoted to God and to the church? Come on, are you truly devoted? In the book of Acts, they were devoted to the church and to each other. Devoted means committed. Ooh, nobody likes that word, hallelujah. I mean, I got to commit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, committed, dedicated, giving of themselves. You no longer belong to you. You Did you know that? You were bought at a high price. You can't make the calls in your life no more. Come on, you, you that, that means you want to be in charge. You're not letting God in charge. So when you do what you want to do, it's because you, you're the one that thinks, I know what's best for me. And I don't have to go on Wednesdays. I won't go on Wednesdays. You know, you're speaking you. What does God say? I don't know about you, but my guy says, I want you in the church. 
I want you to the house because I want to speak something to you. I want to do something to you. I want to bless you. I want you to get a breakthrough, but I need some dedication. I need some commitment. I need some loyalty. I need some devotion. Come on, church. Come on. Sometimes the word's all good, but when it comes hard, you're like, ooh. <laughs> but yet you want blessings. If I'm going to lead you, i got to lead you to say, man, only these things come through through devotion. Only these things come through as you dedicate yourself to the Lord and commit yourself to the Lord. Then God will bless. Then God will hear your prayers, church. Come on, somebody. If we are going to be a disciple-making church, then we need to be devoted to the church. Come on, we need to be devoted to your pastors. Come on, that includes my wife, church. I'm not the only pastor here. She is a pastor. And the same respect you give me, you are to give to her. If we don't, there's no devotion. Come on. We got to come together. This is, this is what the early church did. They were devoted. They were devoted. We got to be devoted to each other. That means we back up each other and we pray for each other and we love on each other. Amen. And encourage one another. Can somebody say amen? If we are to grow strong and if we are to cross over, to grow within ourselves, to be a strong people who God wants us to be. And that, that we say I, that we trust God. Come on, we say, oh, I trust God, but do you really? You got to trust him in the heavy times and through those trials and through the storms. That's why he said, don't think it's strange. And said, you know what? You're going to have to endure some testing of your faith. And it's going to go through hard things. The testings are not easy, church. Come on, anyone can pass an easy test. Or if you already had the answers to the test. But these are tests that, man, they come out of nowhere. Okay, let's see where you really are. Let's see how you really stand when I throw this at you. Sometimes we like to blame the devil, but God comes and tests you too. Come on, he's testing the faith. And he says, man, if you can pass this test, then I got something greater for you, daughter. I got something greater for you, son. Come on, uh, we got to go through these seasons and we got to grow stronger together, amen. Uh, we have to trust God. That is the very first thing that God told me that when I got saved, amen, and been backslidden for 10 years and, and I needed breakthrough in my life and, and here I am, amen, struggling with alcohol, thinking I, I'm not going to be able to do it. And I'm being honest with God and God simply told me, trust me, son, and I'll put your life together. And each time I've gone through seasons where I, my trust kind of failed, he always says, trust me and I'll put your life together. And I've learned to trust him, and he has put my life together. And when seasons come, I continue to trust God. When seasons and sicknesses and trials and storms and different crossovers in my life has happened, I learn to trust God, and my God has never failed me. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, this is an uplifting message if you don't believe it. Hallelujah. But we got to see where we are as a church. We want crossover. We're heading a season and going to our well conference of crossover, yet there's no devotion. We got to trust God. Only God is the one who adds to the church. There's nothing you can do. It's only through God through you. <laughs> Come on. We're here to do what we're supposed to do, but God does the rest. As devotion comes, amen, that no one would take credit for the increase. That we, say I, take our hands what rightfully belongs to God. I'm not taking credit for increase or decrease. God, you, you're, you, you take care of all things. I'm supposed to just be devoted. I'm supposed to just do what God told me to do. Come on, somebody. God told you what to do. You just got to do it. And a lot of us, we got to just add devotion to that. If you see devotion, you'll see a lot of your problems start to just decrease in your life. They'll, they'll start to diminish. They'll start to erase. But why you go through the circle? Why you go? There is no devotion. Why the children of Israel just go in circles? There was no devotion. 
There was no, there, there's a lot of combinations of rebellion, sin, and all that other stuff. But devotion wasn't there either. If they were simply devoted, they would not. They, they would stop sinning. It's the truth. If you're devoted to something, you're going to stop. You're not going to do anything that's going to offend that relationship, right? Am I speaking to anybody here? That he gets all the glory. See, the, the church in the book of Acts grew because they were united. There, there was unity. The believers were united in one mind and one accord. Amen. They learned together through discipleship. They pray together corporately. They, and top it off, they fellowship. They, 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 they got together outside the church. Come on, somebody. See, I'm not looking for a church that has a lot of people. Come on. I, but a church that has a lot of strong people that love God. Amen. That together, amen. Come on, somebody say together. Together as a church, we can become strong from the weakest to the strongest, amen, united as one, becoming one. Then the Lord will bring increase, listen, as we devote to that. If this little group right here, right now, will simply devote themselves and say, I'm in, I am, I got your back, Pastor, I got this church, I, I love God, amen. If all of us do that, God will bring the increase. God will start doing something in your life, and then through your life, how you present yourself outside will draw people here. Come on, you lift Jesus up, and he says what? I'll draw all men unto me. See, you'll be a better person, you'll be a better Christian, you'll be a better follower, a disciple by simply devotion. Because that's what you'll be living. Hello? <laughs> and we're supposed to model Christ and be like Christ? And so we're devoted to Christ. Guess what we're going to be? We're, we're going to be Christ. We're going to walk Christ. We're going to talk Christ. We're going to do what Christ wants. We're not going to do what we want to do. That, that dies every day, church. That old man has to die every single day. Amen? Come on. Listen, they were devoted not only to each other, but to the teachings Listen, they didn't just show up for potlucks. <laughs> Come on, we call a potluck, and man, people that haven't been here for months show up. Hallelujah. Oh, hey, what? I didn't know you were having a potluck. I would have brought something, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, you, you announce a potluck, you put it on Facebook, and everybody shows up. <laughs> Come on, they didn't just show up for potlucks, meaning they listened to the preaching, to their pastors. They broke bread together, meaning that they grubbed out together after church, amen, they went to McDonald's, Mickey D's, Los Tacos, come on, uh, Olive Garden, amen, they went to In-N-Out, had a double-double, amen, they, they, it did not stop when church ended. Because of that church, everyone, I mean, every single person was filled with awe. The word awe in the Greek is yusiba, which means sacred, Reverence, where we get the English word awesome. Amen. It means amazement. It means astonished. It means wonder. Come on. They were filled with this church. They were filled with awe. And because they were filled with awe, God did many wonders and many miracles in their presence. You know, what we need today is to be in awe of God. Come on, just be in all of his amazement. Be in all that what he does, amen. And watch him perform the miracles in your life. Watch him do what he needs to do, amen. That he can fill you up with more awe. You ever just been awed by God? Come on, like, wow, God, whoa, that was, man, that was too much. Or maybe you haven't for a while. All of God, church. That's what we need for the devotion and the excitement to come back into our life. Amen. That we need to be an all of God. We come to God that he's a, just a plain old God, a simple God. You know, no, he's an almighty God. He's an awesome God. He's Jehovah Jireh. All the things that we were singing, amen. He's your healer, provider. Come on, he's an awesome God. Everything's in control, church. God, you're so wonderful. You got to look back sometimes in your life and be, man, the all of God, how he restored my life and my marriage. 
the all of God, because he is an awesome God, wonder-working God. And when you and I devote ourselves and come together in unity, then we can move. We can move together in wonder, miracles, healings, breakthroughs. Amen. This place can get filled with awe. Imagine a people filled with awe in the one place like this, what God can do. To just come in and say, man, God, man, I had a hard week, but God, you're so good. You're so wonderful, and I know you're going to move, and I know you're going to touch lives again. I mean, the early church were flowing all in the same direction. They were all in the same boat. They were all walking down the same path. They were going down the same road, amen. They were in one mind, in one accord. The church today is... Going all kinds of different directions. And I'm talking about in one church. Come on, there's no direction there's, because there's no devotion. There's no leading. They're, they're talking about the leadership. They're talking about the calls pastor makes. They're talking that wasn't right and all this stuff. That's, that, that's, that's a person going this way and that way. This church didn't have none of that. This church flowed in the same Direction. This church was following their leadership. This, this church was following God. This church was doing everything they needed to do. They were in one mind, in one accord. Acts chapter 4, 32 says, all believers, say all believers. That was good. All believers were in one mind, one heart, one mind church. That's a church right there. That one sentence right there is, a, that's a church. Believers being in one heart and one mind. That, that, that's the church. That, that's how we got to flow. If you don't flow, you got to go. <laughs> Come on. Let me tell you, church. God will remove those that don't flow. This crossover that's taking place, some people are going to end up on this other side. I hope there's nobody here, but some people might be ending up there. And if you don't end up here, you're not going to flow with the rest of the church. They're going to flow in the blessings and all this stuff. And you're going to just be here complaining. Eh, my life sucks. Nah, nah. You're still on the other side of the Jordan. You didn't cross over. And that's where you're going to stay. And God will let you wander for another 40 years there. Until you start to listen. Until you start to dedicate yourself and simply obey God. We want revival. If we are to be a disciple-making church, then we need to be flowing in the same way, church. Can't be going different ways. Doesn't look good. Doesn't feel good. And somebody say amen. We must do it by being devoted, united as one, if we are going to cross over. Because we're not together, and because we're not united, if we, come on, if we don't work things out, church, with each other, if we don't do what has been given to us, if we are still divided on issues, we will not cross over and we will not stand as a church. Mark chapter 2, 25 says this, if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Matthew chapter 12, 25 says, Every kingdom divided its, against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. Church, we cannot stand if we're not united. We cannot stand if we don't come in one mind or one accord. It, it, it'd be chaos in here. We need to get on the same boat. We need to be walking down the same path and same road church together we make the crossover can somebody say amen? amen it's important for us church to get along and to become one come on we may not agree with everything that's going on but you know what we still have to walk hand in hand in it together come on I, I, you know what I, the, the agreement's not there but if that's what the Lord showed you and told you let's go pastor let's do it you can't be talking in the cafe. Pastor's nuts. 
What's wrong with that dude? I don't know about that. I think he's going. I think he heard from another. I don't know what he's hearing. I think he's drinking again. Come on, if we're talking about me or my wife or anyone else in our leadership in that cafe, then you are not one with us. We have to get it right. We may not agree fully to what it is, but you're going to have to trust God and trust that I'm hearing from God. Hallelujah. Or you need to find a man that you can trust that's hearing from God. I will not beg for you to stay. Find somewhere that you can feel comfortable and, and, and know that. I don't know about you, but we've been here 23 years, church. And if and I am accountable for the things I preach over this. And so I hold myself high in what I need to do to lead you. But I'm leading you. I'm trying to lead you to higher ground. I hope you know that I'm a pastor that loves you. And I don't want to see things bad to you. But if you listen and we come together and be devoted, watch what God will do to you and through you. If you don't trust me, then just be devoted to God and watch God. And he'll start to show you who I am and who this church is. Amen? Come on. Let's get together. Let's walk together. Let's talk together. If you have an issue with me, come talk to me. Let's, let's clear it out. Sometimes it's just confusion. Sometimes it's a misunderstanding. Sometimes it's just the devil. And sometimes it's just you. And if it's me, I'll fess up to it. Believe me. If it's something I said wrong, I will apologize and ask for your forgiveness. I'm serious. If I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. But we have to walk together, church. Can somebody say amen? Still love me? This church had fellowship. Not only devoted to one another and to the church, amen. Not only did they, did they hang out, amen, and, 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 and devoted to the teaching. Now they, they had fellowship. They not only fellowshiped at church, but they, they took it to their homes. I'm talking about discipleship. I'm talking about fellowship. I'm talking about breaking bread, helping and encouraging one another. They took it to their houses. They invited people over. Come on, COVID is over, church. Invite people to your house. Go to someone's house. I don't know. Don't be walking into the house and going, man, so many people are still in fear with that. And I'm not saying be ignorant, church. I'm not saying nothing like that, but come on, church. Don't, don't be in bondage. That's a trust factor with God, too, you know. You got to trust God with your health and know that He's still the healer if you get sick. Come on, somebody. We can't be in bondage. That, the, the devil, that, that is a bondage of breaking fellowship. Fear. We got to take fear to get out of here. Get out fear. Come on, I, wanna, I don't want to live in fear no more. You got to say, God, I don't want this in my life. I want to be free again. I, I want to laugh again. I, I want to enjoy again. I, I want to eat a hamburger with my brother and my sister. I want a fellowship. They did the same thing outside the church, this church. Church didn't stop when service was over. That was just the beginning to say, let's go fellowship. Let's go have a hamburger. You don't have to go to expensive restaurants to hang out church. Come on, go to the dollar menu at Mickey D's and have a good time. Hallelujah. I remember one time we, we, we all went to, to Mickey D's, amen, after service, amen. And we were all there just having just a hamburger, and, you know, a little cheeseburger, amen. And I was teaching these, these, these guys how to do a tie. They didn't know how to do a tie, so I had a lesson right there at Mickey D's while I'm eating a burger, showing them how to tie a tie. I know the ties are gone, but you know, that, that was back then, hallelujah. But it's all right to dress up for the Lord sometimes, guys. Come on, let's not get sloppy for Jesus. Come on, we should learn to dress up on the day of the Lord still. Come on, it doesn't mean that we dress down. Come on, get, 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 I get cleaned up, comb your hair on Sunday, hallelujah. Take a bath. Man, we don't even take baths for Sundays no more, amen. Come on. Jesus is still, I'm, I'm getting dressed for daddy. I'm excited. Come on. Show off that new dress. Show off those new threads and say, God, I'm going to take this to the house. We get dressed for everything else. Buy a special little dress for a birthday party. Nobody dresses for Jesus no more.
The church is not where who is not where we go, it's but who we are, church. Be the church everywhere. It needs the church needs to be outside these walls. Acts chapter 2, 46 and 47 says this every day. Somebody say every day. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Verse 47 says, praising God and enjoying the, enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Who added daily? The Lord. Was it pastor? Was it a church? Was it PCLV? Was it your ministry? Was it this? No, no. It was the Lord. The Lord gets all the credit for everything in this place. Let me give you a little history of what's taking place here. <coughs> Did you know that the first Christians that got saved on the day of Pentecost were Jews? Come on. When Peter preached that first message after being filled with the Holy Spirit, three Thousand Jews became believers and rejected the Jewish religion. Come on. At first, they did not separate themselves from the rest of the Jewish community. They still went to the temple for worship and the teaching of the scripture. But their belief in Jesus started to cause or create a great friction with other Jews who did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. So what did they do? They said, well, if we can't take this to church into the temples and do it the way we do it, we're going to take it to our homes. That's why they started to have fellowships in their homes, inviting the believers into their homes. Amen. They worshiped together. They fellowshiped together. They broke bread together. They talked about Jesus, discipleships in their home, in their connect. This was the first connect groups. Right there from the Jewish people coming in to their homes and breaking bread and talking about Jesus. A crossover took place. Right there, a crossover took place. They crossed over together as believers, hallelujah. Let me tell you, a healthy, strong church becomes one, amen, attracts people to Christ. When we can become one and united, one mind and one accord, it's going to attract people to Christ. Co-workers are going to get attracted to you. And I'm not saying good-looking attraction. I'm talking, wow, what do you got I want? I want that Jesus you got, amen. I want, I want that joy that you have. I want that fire that you have in my life. The worship could be great. Listen. The preacher could preach a good word. But if the people are not healthy, friendly, showing love, People will not come back. I hear from people that say they go to a big church. Everything's good. Worship's good. Preaching's good. But I just don't feel it. There's something lacking. And, I, and I'll ask, what do you, what do you mean you, that you, you don't feel it? Because I, I don't feel at home. People are looking for a sense of belonging, being part of a family. People don't want to go to church. They want to become a family. They're looking for a home, church. That's why you see a lot of these churches say, welcome home. Come on, they want to come home. They don't want to go to church. They want to, fa I want to go home. I want to feel like I'm at home. I want to feel a sense of belonging. That is what attracts people to church. The zeal of the early church for worship and brotherly love was contagious. Come on, you walked into that service and it was contagious. It got on you and you started loving people and hugging people. And they're like, man, it's like, wow, what the heck? I remember people from the early church, amen, our early church back in Sahara, amen, they could come and we were just, man, we've always been a hugging church. I've always hugged people, glad, and people used to come like, no, homies, don't be hugging me, you know. And pretty soon, give them a couple weeks, they were hugging people. <laughs> it's contagious. It's the love of God, church. And that's what happens in the church. And we can flow together, guys. Something happens and takes place. 
And when that happens, church, if we become healthy, loving, we will grow in numbers. God will take care of it. God will bring the increase. The question is, what are you doing to make our church that kind of place that will attract people and others to Christ? Because it takes everyone. Come on, it's just not pastor's job or the leadership's job or servanthood or pastoral staff here. It takes all of us. If we're going to cross over together, it takes all of us. Come on, when people come in, do they sense love in this place or friction? Do people feel that you're sincere or you're a fake? And I'm not saying that we are to be a perfect church because there is no perfect church anywhere. There isn't. Some of you guys think that you're a perfect pastor. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> there is no perfect church, guys. Everyone will get offended at one time or another. But I want to be a group of imperfect people that will work things out to get along to become one. When people come in here, do they feel home? I enjoyed it. I'm home. I love it when people say, I found home. This is my home. Not my church. My home. The early church became one and they crossed over together. When we get together in our service or fellowships, are you glad that you're here? Or you can't wait till it's over? <laughs> Are you looking at me right now? And looking at the clock too? <laughs> what am I kidding? Looking at your phone. Man, I'll be hurries up. Come on, are you glad that you're here? Are you glad when you come to service? Are you glad when we start to worship? Are you glad to hear the word? Are you glad, church? That day when it's over, like, man, I, whoa, that went fast. We want some more. <laughs> Do we hang out or you just skedaddle? Skedaddle, whatever. Skedaddle, whatever. <laughs> I don't even, I'm pronouncing words I don't know how to pronounce. Skedaddle. Jam. Amen. Split. <laughs> Later. I don't know. I got to stick to the words I know. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, right at the end of the God bless you guys. Where's brother? They're already gone, Pastor. He's already turning the light. He's, he's gone. They're gone already. They're eating by themselves again. When you see brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, do, do you hide in? Okay. All right. Mr. Missed him. I didn't want to talk. When you invite someone to come over to fellowship, it, because it's a nice thing to do, and that's what pastor's saying to do, and, but in the back of the mind, you're saying, I hope they say no. <laughs> hey, you like to fellowship? Oh, you can't go? Oh, I'm sorry, bye. <laughs> Don't even plan another date. Verse 46 says, they worship together they met in their homes and prayed and taught and fellowship they shared their meals together meaning everyone brought something to share they have potlucks here guys and everybody said hey, we're gonna fellowship yeah i'll bring this i'll bring that everybody started just naming things they just they just didn't show up oh i heard you heard you haven't gathered i didn't know it was potluck hallelujah <laughs> i would have brought something hallelujah you know like i said earlier Come on, they, 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 and they did this. Listen, church, this is, this is the great thing right here. This is the church right here. They did it with great joy and generosity. They were happy when they saw you, like, oh, I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> Come on, the scripture says that I use, they did it with sincere hearts. 
The definition of sincere is this, honest, pure, true. This is how they did it with each other, church. And it goes on to say that they did it, they all did that praising God, enjoying each other. And the Lord added to their fellowship those that were being saved. Acts chapter 6, verse 7 says this, So the word of the Lord spread, and the numbers of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became or became, uh, became obedient to the faith. People started getting saved because of this church that was so coming together, that was such an attraction to others, amen, that people were getting saved, even priest the Jewish community was getting saved Romans chapter 14 verse 28 says but anyone who serves Christ in this way that I'm talking about through all this that I'm talking about today to God and receives human approval when you start to do your part and you start to live by devotion come on Men will approve you for your faith and join you. Come on, we got to be excited for what we believe in church. But you can't be excited if you're not devoted. Devotion means, man, I'm sincere. I got it. I'm committed. I know my, I know my things. We went to, we went a little getaway. I want to take my wife to take off. We went to, to St. George, amen. Went to Utah. What's in Utah? Utah's beautiful. Amen. We went to just a little getaway. It's a Mormon city. Temples everywhere. So we walked into this temple, and there's kind of a, a uh, not the main big temple, because you can't get into the big one unless you got to have certain credentials and all this stuff. Uh, it's true. Even some of the Mormons can't get one there. It, it, it's, you got certain people. But we went to just a regular one, a regular church one. And it was kind of open. It said open for tours. And we're with some friends. And let's go check it out. I said, okay, let's go. We went in. And they're just talking about the temple. And they're talking about, you know, Brigham Young and how it went to Salt Lake and from Joseph Smith. And, you know, they tell their story. But this tour guy goes, can, we give you a, can I give you a tour? No. I said, we just came to check it out. I said, man, beautiful. It was a beautiful building. And it's an original from 18-something. I mean, it's just it's, it's just the art and the work, and they're talk, he's talk, trying to talk history. And so I said, well, you know, and then he, he said a little couple things, but then he goes, man, there's a story behind these, these, these windows, and man, if you had time, we, I would tell you about the windows. And, and so, so we stood there, and he, we bit into it, and I said, okay, let's hear about the windows. And so he went to the story of the windows and how glass, because there wasn't glass made there, and he was just telling me how... how uh, St. George started because it's from a saint, you know, what, what they believe in and so forth. And, and, uh, and so they started sharing. And a lot of the stuff is, you know, they know Christ and all that stuff. You know, they, there's a lot of good in it, too. You can't just shut them down. They, they got something. They're just a little off somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, you know. But they, 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 they're, they're good people. They love God. They, they're devoted. And they tell you, and that's the key I'm telling you right now. There's a devotion to their faith. And they are very strong, devoted. That's what we need in the church today. Man, if the Christian church can grab a hold of that Pentecostal, faith-believing, you know, these kind of, man, if we can just be devoted to them, we can turn this world upside down quickly. They are devoted, and he was so devoted that he wanted to share his commitment to what he knew about the Lord. And there's some good things they were showing out, and and what's this? And they had certain a little, they had an eye and, and, and they had this finger pointing up. And what's that finger? And he goes, well, when you're going down and out, you should always look up and look towards the Lord. And I said, that's powerful, man. And he's sharing, he's sharing the, uh, just the different things that were on there and the shield and the faith and things that they had hanging. So a lot of it's good stuff, but they were so devoted. Let me, let me tell you something. We got to be devoted that way, church. If we're going to win our families, we're going to win our loved ones, we're going to win this world, win this city over for Christ. It has to start with devotion. We got to be committed because if you got commitment, 
you're excited to tell somebody about Jesus. Remember when you first got saved, you'd tell everybody what God did in your life. Come on. Remember the times when you, after service, man, a Sunday morning, whoo, I got to tell somebody. I can't wait to get to work on Monday, man. I'm going to tell somebody. <laughs> and now we just go and don't tell nobody. <laughs> we need devotion, church. Devotion brings increase. Devotion brings breakthrough. Devotion will help you cross over because we got to do it together, church. The church is crossing over. Let me tell you one thing. That's a fact. The church is going to cross over. Will you cross over with the church? Individuals can stay here or they can get their preparations right to cross over in a couple weeks and through the life. This is not the only crossover church. There's always a crossover. There's always a decision in your life that you've got to say, man, I've got to commit myself better. I need to devote myself better. And those are crossovers in your life. Amen. Let's all stand up.